New on CuriosityStream, uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Well, it's a good thing that I didn't listen to Aiden and do this as a live recording because that would have been a disaster. I don't think we're ready for the live recordings yet, Daryl. We'll work our way up. I made a I made a commitment to not this Sunday because we have a yep. guest, but the following yep. Sunday we're going yep. live, baby, with a chat. We'll we'll be ready. We'll be ready then. I don't know that that is the truth. I think so. Two weeks from now we'll be ready. Today we weren't ready because obviously we had mic issues and audio problems for a so, change. Right? But but now we're good to go. Ready for another stat show? Hey, I love it. Welcome, welcome back. Hello. Who's even listening? Who is here? The stat show's late this month, right? Treb came out with these numbers on Monday. It was like the eighth. I feel like you know we're like the middle of the month, and we're talking about last month already. It feels like maybe we shouldn't even do the stat show, Daryl. I had I had my doubts. It seems like maybe they just had a tough time counting all those sales. Hello. Honestly, though, really, that hard to count the sales? Like, do they not have the sales counted up until the 31st of January, and then all they have to do is click over one more day? Should they not have those numbers ready within two days? Now, I'm not a realtor, but I have yeah. had access to the back end of the MLS service, and yes, I don't know if you have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out, but there is some science involved. Sure, but let's just run a scenario here. Do you think any rocket scientists ever left their profession to become realtors? That's a good question. I mean... How about this? Do you think any of the really top-notch rocket scientists ever left their field to become a realtor? It, it doesn't seem quite as exciting as figuring out how to land uh, a rocket yeah. on Mars. The answer, the answer is no. Maybe a couple guys who, who flunked out a rocket school but anyways it <laughs> shows how much i know well maybe let's talk about some stats daryl come on all right what's going on out there? let's talk about some stats but first if you yes. haven't subscribed and you're watching this show do us a favor right like hit the like button we get a lot of views and nobody nobody's hitting like we get we get a decent amount of comments and like no subscribers. So please do us a favor, help spread the word and subscribe now. Yep, absolutely. We love commenting, so uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening. These are one of our shorter shows today, so we're gonna get through it on the stats. Daryl, are you pulling up the screen or here it comes? What are we doing? Boom! Okay. There it is. What are we looking at other than just absolute craziness here? Crazy, crazy. Is this so, sustainable? Definitely not. Not you know, sustainable, says the expert. Sales. Ah, yeah, I'm the expert. So 
I mean, you look at the sales numbers, right? So it's like last year, 4,500 sales. You got to look at it, look at a typical January. It's sub 5,000. All of a sudden now we're at this, you know, close to 7,000 sales in the month of uh, January, 2021. There's been a lot of changes in the market. So we know, um, you know, there's a lot of the people who potentially would have been buying in the spring market to 2021 who had to buy in January. And then there's people who actually were trying to buy in the spring market 2020 who just couldn't quite get into the home that they wanted or get their financing organized because the banks weren't approving them because they were on CERB or they had time off and their, and their business was shut down. Are you and saying now they're finally, are you saying that this out. is still pent up demand? There's still part of the pent up demand. Sure. There's people who just couldn't quite get their foot in the door uh, back in 2020 um, or get their financing together. That's that's a lot of uh, a lot of the issues. And then we've got this whole new wave of people who are saying to themselves, "I don't like my home anymore, and I've saved up a lot of money from you know 2020, not going out to the theater or not going out to uh, you know going on vacation, and they're and they're not happy with their homes. Maybe they did some renovations. It's still not enough, and they're out there looking. How can there still be pent up demand? There's always pent up demand, Daryl. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's just the way it is. I mean, like I said, that's not a big chunk of it, but there's definitely people who are um, who got sidelined because of COVID, and now their financing has just been able to come together, right? So let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the numbers. What numbers would you like to look at first? Let's start with the sales, right? So, you know, you can just kind of look from the far bottom right corner here, 6,900 sales compared to 4,500, an increase of 52%, which now when people, you know, CP24 and everybody's going to be like, pumping up the, you know, 52% more sales. Sure. You know, last January, um, it was a competitive market. There was, there was low inventory at, at that time as well. Um, you know, a lot of buyers out there, but clearly a lot more buyers out this month. So um, significant increase, nothing to sneeze at. That is definitely a major increase in the demand for housing uh, January, 2021. Now let's look at new listings here because the I'm, I'm hearing the same thing over and over again. Everyone's saying the same thing right now on the, on the real estate streets. There's no inventory. There's no inventory. What are we going to do without the inventory? We're not going to have any, you know, affordable housing. We had 1600 more listings. Well, hold on a second. Is that broken down? This is not, I mean, I'm sure as we get into the, the, the document, it's broken the, down. Detach but... was almost identical. Detach was almost identical from uh, January, 2020. So, so do we have a change? So is all the difference in, in condos? So of course there's going to be a lot more listings in the condo sector, right? Because it's a softer condo market, right? But still a consistent amount of listings. Hang on a compared, second. Yep. 85.5% more than last year is a softer condo market. Condo market sales, 85% more. Yep. Sounds um, pretty soft. I hear what you're saying. It's 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 a great market compared to uh, April through December 2020. It's improved drastically. But look at the sales numbers. We're down eight percent. I'm seeing still drastic changes. The price. When we were at, when we were looking at year over year December 2020 to December 2019. You know we were only at like one percent lower. Like it didn't seem like it was that significant. January was a boom month for condos. So January 2020 was a boom month. The prices jumped up multiple offers. It was like 15 offers on condos at a time. Like it was really crazy. And that was because the inventory was low. Okay. So there wasn't enough inventory to go around to even make 
a lot of sales. So therefore, an increase in sales of 85.5%, which is incredible, right, has more to say about the lack of sales January 2020 compared to the demand in 2021, which is nothing, again, to, to, um, to take lightly. So there's definitely uh, an increase in interest in the condo market. But so back to the new listings here, Daryl. 1,600 more listings in 2021 and a very equivalent freehold amount of listings. So is the problem the supply side or is the problem the demand side? Or is it both? Oh, ah. definitely. A lot of people want to move, man. That's what it is. It's not just, I, I thought it would be more COVID related. People aren't putting their houses on the market. It's just an insatiable demand. There's just tons of people out there looking to buy real estate and that's what's causing pressure on prices. And it is swallowing up all the available inventory, no matter what part of the market you're in right now, and, east, and west, north, south, except for, which we'll talk about Sunday, some of the price of your condos. So, so, Explain to me one more time, okay. because it's apparent I'm not too bright and I don't have very good retention. No problem. Join the club. New listings versus active listings. What the active hell listings. is going on here? New listings are the new listings that came out. Active listings are the ones that were currently available at the end of the month. So even though there was 9,400 uh new listings in 20 uh, January 2021 ah. there was also a lot of listings that were being carried over from the month before so total available listings is 16,800 no. no no so active total available listings yes. is 7,396 at the end of the month so so we added 9400 and we only have 7400 available yes because clearly the net uh, sold listings would be somewhere around 2,000, right? But you got to remember some of the listings that account for the 6,900 sales were also listed prior to the, uh, to the new year. Holy mackerel. That seems yeah. like a lot of sales to me. It's a lot of sales. Well, 6,928 sales. That's a lot of sales. Absolutely. So, so are we saying that last year was a typical year and this year is atypical? Honestly, neither one of them are typical. Neither one is typical. So ne neither one of them on a 25-year trend is, is, is what to expect in a January, to well, be honest So with what you. would we normally expect for a January? Uh, well, sales numbers were, were closer to what 2020, uh, 2020 was, between four and 5,000, right? But you wouldn't have the same pressure on prices. You'd have a lot uh, more of a balanced market in a in January market, typically. But last year we had uh, limited inventory as well, and obviously the increased amount of pressure. People just started coming out of the uh, um, the holidays uh, in 2020, um, ready to buy. Like that's kind of when the market exploded again. We started talking about, oh, this could be the next 2017, and then COVID took care of that, and it was it was nowhere close. Now we're doing the same thing again, and it's definitely looking like a very very competitive market with a lot of growth in it. So imagine. The roller coaster ride, somebody that bought last January must have gone on in the last 12 months. In a condo. That's the greatest, uh, you know, ride that you could have gone on. Would have been you bought the condo at 700. You watched it go all the way down to like 550. And now you're steadily seeing it come back up again, maybe, you know, 600, six and change, whatever. And you're going, oh, geez, 
should have never bought in January. But that's what never buy because you think the market's going to go up or down. Never sell because you think the market's going to go up or down. It's the worst decision you can make. Buy and sell based on your need. Look at your situation and decide if you're going to move because you have a need to move. Accept the market for what it is. Make the best out of your situation and end up uh, you know, looking at the long-term plan as far as you know, how long you're going to be there or what you're going to use that money for after you sell. Great. It, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's crazy. Like yeah. we're, we're seeing articles talking uh, a lot about the average price in Toronto is going to break the million dollar threshold this year. Absolutely. 968 average price in Toronto. I know. I know. 15% increase. We had 30% increases at the peak of 2017. So let's see what um, February will bring. Now, if nothing stops us, Remember, we dropped big time in April 2020. So now the April numbers, when they come out in the first week of May, or maybe if they're still doing it, it could be the second week of May. Yeah, it's going to be pretty drastic, right? Like when you look at it. Wow. We got we dipped, I think, below 900 that month. And where were we at last month for average price? Do we have that information? I've got it on my screen, but you've got... Hold on, let me go and escape here. So December 2020... Um, the average sale price was 932. So what is that increase? Because that is what I think is relevant. Not that 5% anybody almost. Listens to me. So 932 divided by 968, no, 4%, no? Yeah. That so, seems sustainable, 4% per month increase in average pricing. Woohoo! Yeah. here we go, baby. Yeah, so we look at we look at all those things. We look at January's numbers. Um, you know, we look at what the sales numbers are. I think you're right. I, I love to look at the the month to month, and and figure out exactly what it is. So December sales numbers seven thousand, right? So that's a pretty significant amount of sales. January twenty twenty one just under seven thousand, right? So there's just a huge there's a huge lineup of buyers out there. There's a lot of people looking to move. And um, it doesn't seem like that's going to stop in, in the next um, little while. I think the only thing that's going to change is we're going to start seeing a lot more listings that come on the market. Because people feel more comfortable having people come in their house? That's one. Yep. Because um, they see these ridiculous prices that people ridiculous can get? prices. I met with someone this week who had no idea that it was a good time to sell. Like, we're in the, we're in the market. Like, we're doing stuff. We're out there. We're meeting people. You know, you're, you're looking on the development side, um, people who are actively buying and selling, you know, they're going to focus a little bit more on um, what the market's doing, but there's still a ton of people where buying and selling is not on their mind. They're not even thinking about it. They have no, the real estate is not even really a topic that they're, you know, that comfortable talking about other than what they're, what they heard their neighbor sell for, or the time that their friend bought the house and then it didn't work out for them. Like that's all it is. They're not getting into the specifics about prices up, prices down, number of showings, so, so but, there's still a lot of people who, who've got the blinders on. And you can't really tell by driving down the street because there aren't that many for sale signs. I mean, most of them are sold signs if they're even up, but there, there really isn't that much inventory. Yeah. Like there, I said, there's inventory. It's just uh, there's a whole whack load of buyers to buy it. And that's why there's. But it's not like interest. 2017 when like you would drive down a street and there's three or four signs on every single street. At least yeah. it felt like that, didn't it? Yeah. Now it's just like, 
available or coming soon and then sold, gone, signed down. Yeah, no, it's a tough, uh, tough market. I'm just going to pull up March 2017 now that you said that. So March 2017 sales numbers. So yeah, you're you're definitely right. Twelve thousand sales. That's that's double. Twelve thousand sales in that's 2017. Double. Wow. So what's it gonna be like this year? Because I mean, unless something really weird comes out of nowhere that no one could foresee, like a global pandemic or something crazy like that, or a lockdown, like mm-hmm. coronavirus variant. <laughs> like who knows i mean what the hell is slowing this thing down you know what it's anybody's guess at this point in time but uh wow. you know we're gonna look at we're gonna look at uh the numbers closely and i think that that's one of the biggest things one of the like i said this is real estate sales is not rocket science i i, I don't profess to be anything and i've definitely never met any people who i think would qualify as rocket scientists working in my field but um for sure one of the, the biggest tools that you should have as a realtor is to be following the market and making sure that you understand how things are playing out because the condo market is moving so quickly right now. And I said this, I think maybe a month ago that people will start underselling their condos. And I'm seeing that a lot, I'm seeing a ton of examples of people who are listing their condo at the prices that were being sold for a week or two weeks or a month earlier. And then they end up taking an offer within a day and then it's like, okay, did did that did they get the most amount of money? I mean, how many people could have been through within a day? Minus eight percent. Right? I mean, it's obvious people are with eighty five percent growth in one month, yeah. and eight percent lower average sale price. It seems as though people are leaving some dough on the table. True. Well, that's a good. Actually, that's a good point. And I think that that's that's definitely a metric to use in that case. But there there also are a lot of um, uh, there's a lot less. So in January 2020, there was a ton of high-end condos being sold, and now there's not, which we're going to talk about on Sunday, right? Like in the Yorkville areas and stuff. So there's all these multi-million-dollar condos, two million, whatever, one and a half plus. Yeah, that were being those sold. are affordable now. Apparently, Yorkville those is are- affordable now. <laughs> of course, there's nowhere to shop because all the stores are bankrupt. Yeah. So Yorkville yeah. doesn't have the same appeal it did a few months ago. No. But this is like really really insane when i saw these numbers i was like somebody must have done something wrong semi-detached 84 percent semi-detached i mean how many sales are you looking at that semi-detached 84 oh 416 semi-detached year over year i mean how many semis could have possibly sold i mean that's probably like there was 14 semis sold well year to date no, just um, January. In so the 416. In, yeah, in the 416. So when I look at like detached house prices going up 30%, right? Like when we were talking a lot about that in the beginning, um, I, I do feel like there is a lot more higher end home selling for sure. But I'm I'm seeing many examples of house prices going up 30%. Like many, many, many house prices that are going up um, to the point where it's like, okay, that's... That's a lot. Total number of sales in Treb, which is not just the 416, is only 506 semis. Hmm. Um, semi-detached Toronto, total city of Toronto, 162. <laughs> so you're right. It's not a big number, right? Um, but either way, like th- what I'm seeing, like there's, there's houses that I've seen, detached houses, where I have seen the prices have risen 
you know they're in the lower markets they're not they're not For in the sure. higher end stuff last higher year end stuff, you could be 20 percent. nobody wanted a semi last year everybody wanted condos like it was everybody's buying yeah. condos and and i guess detached houses but even those were dying wow yeah. and this doesn't include all the new home sales this is only resales so i know for a fact like all the launches of houses and condos all over the GTA is going bananas right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at assignments on some of those freehold, um, the, like the low rise, uh, reconstruction stuff. And, um, there's, there's people who are making some money right now. They're, they're selling stuff that they bought from the builder a year or two ago for good prices, making good returns and getting out before, uh, before it's done. Before closing. Before closing. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of positivity right now, you know, like house prices, like look at the detached house price, you know, 1.359 million to well, own a detached Well, it's positive home. if you're selling. But I'm, I'm talking about it in, in just a general sense here. Like that's a lot of money. Well, it's positive right? if you're selling. It's, it's, a, it's annoying as hell if you're buying. Yeah. Right. And yeah. If, if we're looking at, a, at, at an overall health of a market, like, this thing has a fever. So I'll give you an example here. In uh, January 2020, the difference between the average detached house in 416 and the da average detached house in the 905 was over uh, $400,000. The difference okay. between a detached in 416 a detached home. and a so detached right now the difference is $200,000. Three thousand dollars. So the, okay? the gap closed by twenty percent. Yeah. More. More. Yeah. Right. Holy jumping! So now it went from it went from the two hundred or sorry over four hundred thousand to under three hundred thousand. What about condos so the in the four one six versus nine oh five? How's that price gap? That's um, crazy though. That that right is now? proof positive of an uh, of a serious exodus. So right now you got about a fifty thousand dollar difference in twenty twenty one, in January twenty twenty it was a hundred and sixty thousand dollar difference. So that's halved. Oh, right? yeah. So a lot of things like that, right? Like there's a lot of balance, you know, like um, your exodus, uh, urban sprawl, you know, any any of those terms that you want to look at. There's there's people who are spreading out the uh, the wealth. And the 905 areas are getting the benefit. That is without a doubt. That is without a doubt. We're seeing price increases in the city, Scarborough, Tobacco, North York too, but we're definitely seeing the 905 areas getting the bulk of the appreciation, which is great for them. I mean, you know, it's bad for others. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's hard to have an opinion in it. At the end of the day, you got to just make sure that the fundamentals make sense and what we're seeing and, you know, Benjamin Tal, CIBC and, what a lot of other uh, pretty influential people have been able to figure out a lot smarter than me is that this is all real um, demand from end user buyers. There's, there's a lot of activity. The smaller markets that are getting hit by the investors and speculators are all outside of the GTA. Those small markets in the small towns, the secondary markets, they're getting hit up from Toronto money. Uh, coming out of equity, like line of credits and stuff like that. And those markets are being inflated right now very, very fast. Um, but the GTA, it is really just people who want to move. They just want to be, they just want to be in something more comfortable that they, uh, that they can enjoy. You know, I, I can't even imagine what happens to all of this when they start importing 
humans again when they open up the borders and start letting immigration flow to the tune of 400,000 people per year. Yeah, those targets aren't going to be hit, unfortunately. No, but the pace, it's the pace, right? Even if we don't hit 400, they're going to be on a pace to aim for it, right? Whenever that happens. And it's just going to be like, uh, uh, okay, you're in. Okay, you're in. Come on in. <laughs> Welcome to They're Canada. Get a robot stamp. Just that's it, right? So, ah, what can you do? Use um, for robots. What, what what can you do? One thing that we're de- we're dealing with right now is, um, you know, a lot of people are leaving the freehold market so they're they're frustrated they're just not able to get a uh, a property so they're going into the condo market so that's good so it's taking a little bit of the bottom end demand let's call it under eight hundred thousand dollar properties so that's that's nice to hear so instead of maybe 30 or 50 offers in the spring there could be less so that'll help buyers um a lot of people are getting more comfortable the numbers could be going down the province could be open ba- opening back up uh you know all that other talk that we do talk about about uh, the vaccine and stuff like that those are all heading in the right direction so that could lead to more inventory so i'm expecting that we're still going to cont- continue to see growth like i'm still there's the market's going to continue to grow it's just there's a lot of anomalies happening right now where they think that one house that just had the right marketing the right strategy the right amount of buyers the right buyer at the right time who's been sick of all the multiple offers he's paying you know like here's our it's not very good on this on the screen here but here's our upward trend right and you're gonna have these little spikes of people who are paying house prices because of market conditions because they really really don't have any so that's why what i'm saying to people it's such a great time to sell right now is because you could be one of those people who ends up getting way more than like a hundred thousand dollars more than your neighbor gets and the rest of the neighborhood could con- continue on the trend where you're getting the advantage of that spike and having that that little bit of extra um, uh, money in your pocket at the end of the day because of the condition of the market, right? And then everybody else puts their house on the market that, you know, the week after or two weeks after, after you get it, so more competition comes, which means that uh, it's going to be less likely that buyers are going to be willing to go up to those higher price points again. So, But what, what really, um, what is the difference between having... Okay, so let's just say for argument's sake right now, what you've said 50 offers. I've read 70 offers. Like how many really is the average amount of offers on a decent house these days? You know, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 10. 10. So, yep. so let's say, you know, some of the neighbors all of a sudden start to sell and there's more inventory. What, like what does 10 turn into? Because... T- how, it doesn't take that many offers on the same house to drive that price up, right? I agree. I so, agree. I'm not saying that it's not going to be a new benchmark. That could happen. There could be new you know, price trends on the street and everything else too. But um, I'm seeing examples of houses that are selling for a lot more. And um, there's no way that there's always going to be a buyer willing to pay that price each and every time, right? So there may have just been that one buyer who was fed up with these multiple offers and finally just said, I'm going to go and buy the next house that I can see, you know, the next house that allows me to make an offer. And and he, and he, or she pays the most amount of money. So what you're saying, which finite supply of those buyers, it doesn't sound reasonable for me, but maybe I'm misunderstanding you. So what you're saying is neighbor a sells his house for a hundred thousand dollars just to keep the math easy. Okay. Neighbor B sells it the next week for $120,000. Yep. 
Perfect. Neighbors C, D, and E are never selling their house for less than 120. Okay, great. But are, are, is that what you're saying? That, that the 120 well, could be is, an anomaly? Yeah. What I'm saying is that uh, if neighbors G, H, I, J, K, L all decide to list two and everyone wants 120, there may only be so many buyers who are willing to pay that price. Ah. Uh... Right? So you have to just take that into consideration is that, you know, I'm not saying prices will go down and that you're going to all be forced to accept uh, 90. But, you know, if there was 100 sales between 80 and uh, 100, and there's one at 120, you may just end up going back into that trend of, of uh, 80 to 100, maybe pushing up a little bit more. Then you have all these other things too, like closing date and terms and if they, do they do a home inspection? Like there's all these other parts of the, of the transaction that having a, a pressure from a, a lineup of buyers is going to allow a seller to be able to get the best uh, terms. I am going so. to predict right now Okay, let's hear it. That it's going to get... a crystal ball feature. We don't have it. Don't look for it. I don't have one. Yeah. It's prediction time. Okay. And, then, and then I think we can end the show. Perfect. I'm going to predict that it gets way friggin' crazier well before any type of um, like reduction like i don't think it's going down at all anytime soon this year is going to be crazy every stat show we're just going to be going this is crazy this is unsustainable next month we're going to say the same thing tk is it sustainable nope it's nope. not <laughs> well but we're sustaining it i don't know where all this money's coming from yeah I'm I'm super bullish. I think the market's you know strong. I think prices are cheap in Toronto, and the and the market's going to carry on forward in the long term. There All I'm is saying no is way that to satiate this appetite there, for real there's estate. A of, there's a lot of volatility in the market for sure, and that's I'm, I'm too conservative to tell people that this is just a, a runaway train and it's just going to be going up and up and up and you never have anything to worry about. I just, well, that's that why I'm here to well tell people the truth. This is a runaway okay. train. Don't get in front of it. Get behind it. Sell your house, your condo now and figure out your next move because it's not getting cheaper anytime soon. This is going to be nuts. This is going to be nuts and get ready to live in something further and smaller. <laughs> Or because stay where you are. Stay where you are. Refinance and a quit your a job. A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people need to stay where they are. You There's a lot of people to. who can make it work, who are making irrational decisions right now based on temporary living situations. Things will go back to at least a little bit more. You know, kids in school, uh, work from the workplace, um, activities opening back up again. Some of those things will return. We don't know when, but definitely some of them are going to. And we're not all going to be trapped in our houses forever. So if you're making that decision based off of how you feel, like I got my kids screaming in the background here now and they're fighting and, you know, we're in the house and it's it's hard that we're all, you know, trying to keep, keep sane here. And, uh, you know, we're doing a pretty good job at it, but it's not permanent. That you know? so is me, what's unsustainable. So it's not permanent and I'm not going to move because I think that I need to be in a house twice as big when the house that I'm living in right now has been perfectly good for the last seven years. And I, uh, I'm not going to make that decision. So I think the only move for people now is to right size. So you sell for 1.4, you find something else for 1.4, you take money off the table and enjoy Hamilton.
we'll see. But thanks uh, for doing the stat show with me again, Daryl. I love it. This is great. Short and sweet. Short and and uh, sweet, we'll see you baby. again on Sunday. Sunday when we have, have on our Sunday. special guest. His name is Jordan Skrinko from hey. precondo.ca. Ooh, I, I like it. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I will edit it out in post. Awesome. But that's great. That's uh, that's an awesome guest to be talking to. Yeah, Perfect. it's going to be exciting and special. So thanks, everybody, great. once again, for being here for the Stats Show. Stats show. January 2021 edition. Please subscribe and check us out on Instagram at Toronto Real Estate Show without a W. Yeah. <laughs> Our show. Thanks, Paul. See ya. New on Curiosity Stream, uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.